Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, and joined by a man who just wants a peek at the hinterlands, <laughs> Brent, and uh, Indiana's most famous obstetrician magician, Ski. Ta-da! For his, his best trick, by the way, is making a woman's libido disappear. <laughs> Gone forever. I don't know how to bring it back, though. Right. Still working on that one. I know it's uh, been a work in progress for <laughs> the entirety of your marriage. So. I like to think of it entire. It's it's a life's work. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. Thank goodness it wasn't sauna and half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we'll be doing a season six, episode nine, Mrs. George Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ski will be doing our recap, and of course, we'll be naming our MVP for the episode, giving it a rating out of eight slices of cheesecake, and uh, working our way towards the. You know, finale that we'll eventually get to or rename the best episode of the entire series. Mm-hmm. So, did you have any uh, listener interactions, Brent? I have no listeners. Um, y- yeah, Brent. Be, oh, go ahead. Would it be possible some week to uh, like skip the middleman and go straight to like the cheesecake and the MVP and call the night? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you want to do that for 24 episodes of Golden Palace, I'm more than willing. <laughs> I'm all right with just slamming out Golden Palace in one episode. <laughs> I mean, I'll even watch all 24, whatever it is, but um, 26, I don't know. Anyways, uh, well, I did have one uh, listener interaction to mention. Uh, that's from Jennifer. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, she she had sent a message. It was uh, for it was after the episode Once in St. Olaf. Okay. Um, and she said, maybe it's just my uh, freshly returned uh, home mm-hmm. ears, but mm-hmm. the soap talk had me rolling. Nice. I said that it's uh, probably still, she's just jet lagged, yeah. <laughs> but I was glad the uh, <laughs> podcast uh, was improved by her compromised state. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend anybody, if you're looking to have a better time listening to this podcast, there's many ways to enhance um, mm-hmm. <laughs> your listening enjoyment, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know it helps me to record them. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> and then never listen to them? Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else to add today. Uh, That's why our recording sessions last eight hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody call my physician. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying that you have an erection the whole time we're recording? <laughs> But only the ones I'm doing the recap. Oh, okay. That's why those are so short, usually. (laughs) Wow. Bazinga. I have a line later I'm so excited about. Uh, It won't be for a couple episodes, but (laughs) I'm already. Did you guys know what hinterland meant before, or did you look it up? I mean, I knew what she was implying, but I didn't bother to look up specifically. I, I think the hinterlands is a location. Um, it's it's actually a generalized location name. Oh, okay. It, I looked up too. It was a uh, basically it's main inland away mm-hmm. from urban areas. Ah, okay. so it's basically rural. Hmm. Very nice. So you think there's a lot of overgrown areas in the hinterland? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she was referring to away from prying eyes. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> secluded, if you will. Uh, I have something from last episode. Oh, throwback. Sure. I oh. meant to. So when we recorded our last episode, it was. Uh, wasn't it like, what do you do about a problem like Sophia, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, in that one, she wants to become a nun. Because her, her, another one of her best friends dies. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And she wants to become a nun. And uh, then the girls come to visit her. And she's like, well, what's my surprise? And like, oh, it's, it's us. And she's like, not even a bun cake? <laughs> well, I bought this Hostess's Cinnamon uh, Baby Bun Cakes. Mm-hmm. 
I meant to bring them last week. Ah. I totally <laughs> forgot to get home, and there's like a few left still. I brought them for us to share today. Oh, very nice. So, <laughs> so then if there's a few left, I assume you have sampled I, them? I had not had them before, so I was like, before I bring them over, I want to find out they're any good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you ate six of them? No. <laughs> uh, we gave one to Alexis. Nicole had one. Okay. I think we gave a little bit, of, like a few bites to the baby or something. Mm-hmm. But they're not so bad. That's three accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> Three left. <laughs> <laughs> it's a box of eight, so. Four. All right. Oh, okay. Is there a fifth one in there? No. All right. They're all accounted for. Nice. Oh, so. You're a better five. man than I. So Alexis, Nicole, Camden have each tried one, and then there's uh, five left to split amongst the three of us. It sounds like it's going to be quite a challenge. <laughs> quite <the> party. <laughs> I'm good, though. I've had too much sugar today. We have upwards of one or more. Oh, ah, okay. Sh- should we eat them on air loudly into the microphone? Yeah, I think that should be the rest of this episode. Right. <laughs> and every I episode. Didn't, I didn't do a recap. Was... <laughs> you were just counting on us eating those butt <laughs> yeah. cakes. and then <laughs> right. About the last episode. Yeah. Distract them with a hostess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you guys would be instantly on board, so. <laughs> but no, I got I have had those in the past. They are very good, in my opinion, if you like, but they are very sweet. So uh, the size of those is appropriate since, <laughs> since they are babies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ready when you guys are, though. Yeah, go for it. I'm like, not. where do you think they'd put them in bunt cake shape? I think they like the name. Oh, I baby think, bunt. Yeah. I think well, so. also, the, probably the. The materials are kind of a sponge cakey type thing. And it does have a little well in the middle of it to kind of give it like a, I don't know, an extra sugary center. Oh. So that like may a be... reservoir frosting. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So that may be another part. But I really just think someone's like, baby buns. That's mm-hmm. funny. Let's make that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's season six, episode nine. Yeah. Uh, entitled Mrs. George Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Original air date was November 17th, 1990. Correct. Two days shy of your birthday. Yes, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Three days shy of my dad's birthday. Yeah, I would have been 14-ish. Um, written by Richard Vassing and Tracy Gamble, and directed by uh, Mr. Matthew Diamond. Mm. I bet you don't know how many episodes Matthew Diamond has directed. I think it's been stated, but I do not remember. It's 21, obviously. Everybody who's anybody knows that. Right, Brent? Well, I don't Correct. consider myself much of anybody, so. <laughs> You're somebody. <laughs> To somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I did look uh, this season, uh, 10, or no, sorry, 16 out of the 26 had teams of writers versus just single writers. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know if maybe uh, Matthew Diamond prefers like, the double. Yeah. <laughs> well, a few of them I think were uh, also combo episodes where it's like uh, several teams of epis- writers, like because they probably did clip show or something. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, we open in the kitchen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Blanche is in the kitchen surrounded by a large quantity of large flower bouquets. Uh, Rose and Sophia in her room and are immediately shocked by the, the big quantity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia worries that someone died, but Blanche explains that no, no, she just got them all from a secret admirer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that she's like, which of us died? Right, yeah. Three of the four are accounted for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe she thought it was her, you know? <laughs> yeah, she was there from beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dorothy then walks in with two small bouquets of flowers. At first, she's very excited about receiving them, right? Mm-hmm. And then she see, looks around and sees all you know, the plentiful amount of flowers, and then her uh, mood fades. Uh, and uh, she uh, is like, oh, I got two bouquets, too. Right. Um, Rose tries to cheer Dorothy up, telling her that, you know, hey, a girl always remembers the first time she got flowers. <laughs> this does not make her feel better. 
know, she's in her 50s, and she says, she tells Rosie, it's likely that I would have gotten flowers before. She doesn't actually give any examples, I noticed. I'm curious, Ski, for you, how often would you say on average have you given, so you and Nicole have been together what, about 20 years at this point? Oh, 17. But 17. Yeah. Well, married 17, but together yeah. a bit before that, right? Yeah, like two and a half years. Yeah, so basically 20 years. I was pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm saying slightly shy of that, but yes, we're very close. Okay. Nothing wrong with taking the long way there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got 60 minutes to fill. He's like, hey, until we were married, it didn't count. So. Exactly, <laughs> until she put a ring on it. Um, so how frequently, like on average per year, we'll say, would you say that you purchase Nicole flowers? Almost never. She, okay. doesn't, she doesn't really like flowers. Okay. Uh, she likes seeing them, but she doesn't like having them as much. As a gift, okay. Yeah. I've done it a few times, but... Not regularly. And what about you, Brent? How, you and Elaine have been together for about, what, 10 years now? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But how, how frequently, on average, in a year do you give Elena flowers? Zero. Zero, okay. Yeah. So both of you, zero. now she also not prefer them? Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, she doesn't like them. She thinks they're a waste. She's very particular about gifts or whatever, and it makes it difficult because, like, she doesn't want anything that's going to die, Okay nor does she want anything that's going to last. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, she doesn't want, like, more stuff in the house, oh, you know. Okay. Um, so it's one of those things that it's, there's a finite number of things that you can get somebody that's not going to die, nor is it going to last. Right, yeah. Well, and it's always difficult, like, buy clothing or anything like that for another yeah. person. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, it does. So basically what that limits you to, at least your best gifts would be, I assume, tickets or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. sort of an event. Did you give her a yeah. diamond ring for your wedding? No, you guys have just the, the, yeah, the yeah, elastic rings, right? Yeah, the silicone ones, um, or whatever they are. Are those ones you wear on a regular basis? But yeah. did you give her like a yeah. different yeah. ring? She has um, one with actual rocket and everything. Like she knows that. that's going to last, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> Potentially that, millions of years. That probably doesn't take up a lot of room in the house, though. It does not. <laughs> it does not. Well, not a lot of clutter. <laughs> just do that all there, throw it in the ring pile. Exactly, no. She only has to wear that one if she goes out of town. <laughs> when I'm not there to keep a watchful eye on her. <laughs> when you need to make sure that everybody knows she's taken. Lock, <laughs> lock that down, yeah. Yeah, well, Sharon, I, I, wouldn't, I won't go so far as to say it's a constant uh, sore spot. It's not constant, but it's something that gets brought up on occasion. Apparently, I think her dad bought flowers for her mom on a uh, somewhat regular basis, but I have never been someone who bought them on a regular basis. Yeah. I definitely sound like I buy them a lot more frequently than you two. Correct. But that's still like one or two times a year uh-huh. um, versus, I don't know how often her dad bought them. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's, I think I came from the same type of thing because my mom did not at all like getting flowers because the yeah. whole thing about just getting something that is going to die yeah. in a relatively short period of time. Uh-huh. And for Nicole, she, she doesn't like the fact that you got to, it almost like, here's commitment. <laughs> Take yeah. care of this for a few days. Right. So yeah, I just was curious because. Yeah. Her family sometimes almost acts like taken aback uh-huh. by the infrequency what? of the flowers. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's that uncommon. I think it's, at this point in time, more uncommon to get them regularly than it is to not get them regularly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm now glad to you, see that you two are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now, do you also make a list of all the things you do for her that her dad didn't do for her mom? I do not. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I don't, he has that much paper. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's a healthy way to be in a relationship. <laughs> List making, taking, keeping score, as it were. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't tend to well, work out in most it has, marriages. <laughs> it has the double benefit of like rubbing it in her face and her father's. Sure, yeah. Exactly. Hey, John, be taken aback by this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, 
that should be one piece of paper, like a scroll, right? So you can like unroll it in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because like as I'm sitting here thinking about my response, I'm like, well, I don't want to say anything on here that I wouldn't want someone else to hear, <laughs> so I'll just keep it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm not gonna put like, oh, how about this comparison? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, like I said, it's something where to call it a sore spot would a sore spot would be accurate, but to say it comes up frequently would not be fair. But it does come up like I don't know, maybe. At least I'd say once a year it, it oh, gets gotcha. mentioned, uh, yeah. maybe a couple times a year. So you're saying me and Brent should bring over flowers to Sherry on a regular yeah, basis? Yeah, please do that, yeah. <laughs> See if you can make me look bad. Um, I really appreciate that. Well, <laughs> I'm sure both it, it's funny because even though neither of your wives want to get flowers, I'm sure neither of them would be real keen on you giving them to another lady either. <laughs> so, um, I mean, What if it's like just like them? You know, stop at the gas station, get her the single rose in the glass tube. Uh, <laughs> that way she gets flowers and something to smoke crack out of. Right. <laughs> well, you got to have the crack. Utility, you know, that's... I'm not providing the crack. I mean, it's up to you guys to drop that however you can. I guess melt down that cabinet over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think even though Sherry has no desire to go to a Colts game with me, I don't think she'd be real cool. I was like, yeah, I'm taking Elena to the game. <laughs> I bought an extra ticket. <laughs> It's not that I think Elena would have any desire to go to a Colts game with me either. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that uh, neither of your wives are uh, sports aficionados. Correct. Nicole would only want to go to a game so she could talk to as many people as possible in as short a time as possible. Stadium full of people, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. 60,000 new fans or new friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, but all right, you can go ahead and continue on with your recap. I just was curious. So, so, yeah, so Dorothy basically says, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm in my 50s. Clearly, I would have had flowers before. Mm-hmm. Her mother, you know, somewhat skeptical, asked if they were actually from men. <laughs> and uh, Dorothy then somewhat sarcastically says, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, hey, if men find me attractive and they want to give me gifts as a sign of their affection, what matters is that you guys all know it. <laughs> yeah. And then she tells them all they should uh, write it down, take notes. Uh, Rose uh, reads the cards of the flowers to Dorothy and finds out that uh, they are from Lyle Wagoner from the Carol Burnett show and Wonder Woman TV show, series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Take and, my fucking job. <laughs> and Sonny Bono, do I, can I tell who that is? That's fine. Yeah. Shares husband slash sidekick <laughs> and former California politician. Mm. In Colorado too, right? Was he? I, I don't remember that. I think he was a I, congressman he, from Colorado, wasn't he? Uh, not that I know of. I thought it was always Palm Springs. I thought he died in Colorado skiing, though. Yeah. Or something. Okay. Let's look it up, though, because I don't will. know. Before <laughs> I do that, though, I would just like to say that my favorite reference to the hinterlands mm-hmm. is in David Bowie's Red Sails. Oh, really? And like, the hinterland, the hinterland, we're going to sail to the hinterland. Uh, <laughs> I would have never, ever guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know. Right, yeah. And I want you to bank that. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then I'll 20 years from now, and we're hanging out again. Push some other special memory out <laughs> in order so I can keep this hinterland reference. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess it, he was a congressman from California as well. Oh, so, okay. And yeah, he died in Colorado. So. What, did he ever represent Colorado, though, or no? No, no, okay. no. Definitely didn't represent the tourism. <laughs> <laughs> Sonny Bono says, Ski Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two days before his unfortunate demise. Uh, he was married four times. Oh, yeah? I, that, yeah? I think we talked about that at some point in the past for some reason, but I don't know. He was, yeah, he was on his fourth wife when he did this. Yeah, well, we talked was about it, it. Was Sonny it that Bono episode was a deep where dive. 
We did a deep dive on him a while back because. Was it when uh, they did a. Uh, yeah. The they dressed up like him? Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. And the furry vest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of their best costumes ever. Yeah, really good. Even had a callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure did. So, uh, her mother. Uh, so, you did the deep dive and you didn't know he was a congressman from California? I said he was from California, and you're like, I think he was in Colorado too. And I was like, I don't think so. And but so, you, didn't you looked at He was a congressman from California. Well, I said that it was California. So, oh. that, that counts. Good enough. <laughs> I was more right than you were. I said he wasn't a congressman from Colorado. <laughs> so I may not have given extra information, but I did not give wrong information. <laughs> he feels he gave the adequate information last time. Right? Yeah, exactly. If you weren't sure, then listen to that old episode, whatever episode it was. Season one, episode 20. <laughs> I don't think so. That's a fine episode if you're looking for something to fill some time. Exactly. Exactly. You want some controversy in right. life. Mm-hmm. Watch it with or listen to it with a, a loved one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But on separate devices so that we get two <laughs> downloads. Exactly. And if you're, you're tired of, you know, revisiting that one, uh, we did drop a commentary track for it. So oh, yeah. listen to that. <laughs> that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be like, if we, if we ever did a Patreon, which we absolutely won't, um, <laughs> Because things aren't going in a direction numbers wise to justify it, <laughs> we still sliding down. Yeah, seems like season six is not the, I don't know, the season people care about. <laughs> um, but Matthew if, Diamond's losing us. Uh, yeah, audience. apparently so. Yeah, people were really big fans of uh, Terry Hughes. But um, <laughs> anyways, if we ever did though, that thing would be an excellent bonus episode. <laughs> would be our commentary track on our yeah. episode, season one, episode twenty. Maybe, maybe after it's all said and done, if we're looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. I think I'll. What, what, go what ahead. number do we have to sync to in order to call it quits? Uh, I, I, we'll finish it. <laughs> Even if we sync down to zero, I, I still feel like I'd want to finish it just for posterity. Now, my efforts uh-huh. would go lower and lower and lower. Like, editing would just be, you know, just posting whatever the hell we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and like my Facebook post would just be like a new episode. <laughs> Seven hours of um, um. Yeah. <laughs> and and my when I recapped, I would just be basically looking at the IMDb page for who it was that was in it and things like that. I mean, I'd watch the episode still. But Pull up while we're talking, just read it yeah. when you see it. I don't think that we will drop to zero, though. <laughs> I think we'll we'll stay, yeah. you know, more or less where we're at. Um, but just, I don't. Just shy of a hundred thousand listeners a week. Yeah, just shy. <laughs> just just nine hundred ninety nine thousand. <laughs> what eight nine hundred shy of? <laughs> well, once we get down to single digits, let me know and I'll uh, you know send Sherry some flowers in, oh, order, okay. in order to keep her on the hook. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be sad. She's like, yeah, I haven't listened to an episode since season six started because I just don't care for that Matt Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you can go ahead with your recap, Ski. I don't remember where you're at now. Uh, we were saying, you know, Lyle Wagner and uh, yeah. uh, Sonny Bono show up, or, mm-hmm. or the ones that gave her the, the flowers. Right, right yeah. Uh, Dorothy's mother worries that she was sending flowers to herself, <laughs> but Dorothy explains that, no, she met both men at a dinner theater uh, performance of Equus, yeah. I think. I looked yeah. it up, uh-huh. and it says it's like a choral concert performance. Is that correct? That is not correct. Oh, tell me. That's uh, why I found out. I just looked up real quick. It's a play about a psychiatrist who has a teen patient who um, took six spikes and blinded some horses. 
sounds less pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> the one I found was talking about like a, it's like a, there was a director who's affiliated with Disney, uh-huh. and he did some kind of like, like large like chorus. Mm-hmm. It was I guess fairly famous as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, she explains that uh, when they saw her, you know, they loved the performances, uh, but, you know, got lost in the trance of her eyes. Right. And she says, besides the reviews, it was a, quote, magical night. Yeah, I thought about that. That was another th- way I thought about introducing our show <laughs> was the, you know. <laughs> a magical night. Right. Aside from the reviews, it'll be a magical <laughs> podcast. <funny. laughs> but. Rose is excited for her. I like the bit about when she sent herself flowers. And then Sophia reminds her of her high school prom or oh, yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was actually getting to. Oh, I'm sorry. No, so <laughs> that was just my list. So Rose is, you know, excited for her, but Sophia reminds her daughter you know, about when she was fibbing mm-hmm. and uh, apparently lied about going to the junior prom with the high school quarterback and then staging the entire event until she, I think, that she feared that she got electrocuted, right? Yeah, give herself, herself a hickey with a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche tells him that she's planning to meet her secret admirer for lunch. Dorothy, you know, cautions her to be careful because, you know, she doesn't know who this person is, obviously. Blanche thinks that uh, it's, a, it's safe to be in a public spot, but Dorothy reminds her of the, uh, the quote, Greyhound Terminal Incident, which goes unexplained. Yeah. Now, in fairness, though, this guy already knows her address. <laughs> so even right? if he is a creep, he knows where she lives. Mm-hmm. Might as well at least get him out in the open so you see the guy <laughs> at some point. I think that's definitely a, mm-hmm. a more prudent way to take it. It'd be different if she said, oh, my secret admirer, I'm meeting him at a hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but you're out in a public place, and that's the perfect way to handle such a circumstance. Meeting in the alley behind the circle cake. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> behind the dumpster. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, keep that in mind, Tinder people. Mm-hmm. Public is the best. Uh, the girls suggest that they accompany her to ensure that she's safe. I don't think that's how Tinder works. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you want a little bit of privacy. Well, I mean, at first, right? Would you meet someone in public at first and then know say, how it works. I just <laughs> thought it was like for, you You're know, correcting me. I thought it was for like sexy time stuff. No, I think Tinder, well, let's put it this way. I think it I think, is. I, I think, think it, it results both. in that most likely. Yeah, I do uh, think it's a legitimate, somewhat uh, okay. legitimate way to meet people, but I do think a lot of people are on there just, you know, to meet with the gotcha. full intention. I don't necessarily know that it's a thing where you get on and you're just like, hey, let's meet up at a hotel room, do it, and then that's the See, end I of our... that's what it was. So it's not, it's like a regular, like, I think so. App, I think it's app. coined as a dating app. I uh, think it's a straight up app, but, but I think it's an app that there's a higher expectation of uh, naughty activities hmm. afterward. You know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, hookups. Exactly. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. I, I know have, the lingo. I am old, and this is, you know, something that came from came after my time in the dating world. So when it comes to the internet, I don't know anything newer than stamps.com. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I remember if you use our code on (laughs) stamps.com, you'll get a free weighing machine and $30 off postage. (laughs) Just leaving money on the table, not getting that sponsorship. (laughs) Now the code, our secret code is Sophia's Choice Podcast, Brent Allen Ski. (laughs) Has to be in that order. 37. (laughs) Yeah. All of the first letters of our names are capitalized. Don't forget that. Uh, no spaces? Is that yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.stamps.com backslash 
And if that doesn't work, then Brent set up bit.ly. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Ski. You can just PayPal me the money and I'll mail you a book of stamps. Right. <laughs> Best way to go. That seems the easiest. Or Ven- Venmo, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were we at? Greyhound terminal incident, which we don't know what that means. Uh, the girl suggested they say, you know, we'll go with you. She says, that's fine, but don't embarrass me. Uh, Sophia then says, you know, I, pro- I, I can't promise anything if they serve me cauliflowers and God hands. Right. I like the way she says cauliflower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought about that as another opening, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I just like the other things that came across better. So we see the girls now. We change scenes. They're sitting down at the, at the table at a nice-looking restaurant. Lance talks about how nervous she is. Uh, but then Mr. Lyle Wagoner shows up, Yay. approaches Dorothy. Uh, sh- she introduces him to the girls, and uh, he asks if you know she'll see him later that night. Mm-hmm. She tells him no, and uh, he assumes that it must be she's seen Sunny, right? Right. Uh, Dorothy tells him that you know she's just confused and she needs more time. He tells her not to rush, and then makes a flashy singing exit. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. That was a great scene. <laughs> I-, I liked who he says. Uh... It's just, she asked him what he's doing there, which is a weird question to ask him when they're at a restaurant. What are you doing here? <laughs> like, obviously, there's a purpose. But he says, it's just because we did so many uh, restaurant skits on the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, he's like announcing it to everyone <laughs> yeah. around. Uh, I was just uh, waxing sentimental. Um, <laughs> and then I also liked to do it. He sees, I think he says hi to whoever it was with their Blanche, I guess. And he says, yes, it's me, Lyle Wagner. No autographs. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, uh, no worries. Like yeah. she's not interested at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. No uh, yeah. so Blanche again voices her nervousness when uh, a waiter comes and tells her that a man is waiting for her at the bar. Uh, and the guy begins to walk toward him, and Rose says that she can see him, and he's very handsome. Mm-hmm. Blanche turns and uh, sees him and flips the funk out. <laughs> uh, the girl is trying to calm her down, but she asks, "Why do you look like that?" Dorothy asks, "Who it is." But Blanche tells uh, tells him that, you know, if she didn't know better, it was her dead husband, George. And I had a side note. You think they might have recognized him uh, because he looked identical to George's twin brother, who they had met. Previously. Right, exactly, yeah. So you think that would have stuck with him slightly, I don't know. Yeah, I would think so. But like a pretty, pretty major family member. Yeah. And then Blanche actually thought she fell in love with him, right? Mm-hmm, yep, exactly. So, yeah, you'd think there would be a little more memory involved. Yeah, like you'd be like, oh, he looks handsome. I think he looks like your, you know, like brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think maybe that was George coming back as, like, that was the first time he tried to reconnect Oh, with you her? think, yeah, maybe. Maybe that would have been the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Blanche runs out of the restaurant, and Dorothy raises her hands to his, telling George, you know, they've heard so much about you, or we've heard so much about you. Right. Uh, we change scene again. The girls are in the house, and Rose tells Blanche that George followed them home and that she should at least talk to him. Dorothy, Dorothy sits down on the couch with her and says that you know, she had spoken to him and thinks it really may be George and agrees that you know she should talk to him. Mm-hmm. She tells uh, her that they'll be right on the lanai if, if, they, if she needs them. Sophia protests, saying that she doesn't want to miss this discussion. <laughs> uh, but Dorothy breaks out the line, Shady Pines, Ma. <laughs> And then even threatens the West Wing, which is also never explained. Well, I assume the West Wing must just be where, you know, like the... Worst care. Exactly, yeah. Something where it's like the, kind of like the not maximum weird, security prison. Not like a weird uh, uh, reference to the... Uh, the television not, show that hadn't quite been on the air yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly when West Wing aired, but... I don't think for like decades after. Yeah, probably not. 
But uh, yeah, this uh, ends up getting her to follow pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Rose then sits down on the couch with uh, Blanche, and Dorothy says, "Shady, shady pines, Rose." Yeah. Rose says, "You know that really should work on me, mm-hmm. but it does." And she gets up and joins the other girls. Yeah. Uh, George enters and claims that you know, hey, it's really me. Blanche says that uh, you know. I buried you nine years ago, but George tells her plainly that uh, he staged his death. And he thanks her, though, for all the work she put into his final arrangements. Mm-hmm. Lance says that uh, she's not sure what else uh, she could take. And all of a sudden, Sonny Bono walks in the front door, mm-hmm. which is still sitting wide open. Right. And he announces himself very proudly. Sonny asks uh, if Dorothy is available and then begins to explain why he's there. But Blanche has uh, no interest in hearing that, so she dismisses him to Lanai. Uh, not wanting to hear his justification. Yeah, I like that whole little part there because he comes in, you know, introduces himself, and he's she's like, "Yeah, Dorothy's on the lanai," and then he starts to go, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, lanai." <laughs> yeah, just get out of here. Yeah, her disgust towards Sonny Bono is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, George is surprised that you know it really is Sonny Bono. Hey, he's a big TV star. Mm-hmm. And Blanche reports, "Yeah, you have been gone a long time." <laughs> Uh, George continues saying that you know he knows that he's caused her a lot of pain, uh, but he didn't know how to tell her. He just couldn't be married to her any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche's mouth opens wide in disbelief, and she asks, "You know, how can you say such a thing?" Uh, we then cut to Dorothy telling Sonny on the lanai that you know she just needs to think. He asks if it's Lyle that she's wanting. Mm-hmm. Sophia is clearly on the side of Sonny Bono, uh, but does ask if he's you know, done wearing the furry vests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When he confirms this, she says, take her. Yeah. So uh, Blanche treats, uh, or retreats to the line, tells the girls about George coming back from, you know, faking his death, just to tell her that he couldn't stand to be married to her any longer. He follows behind her. Sonny tries to offer George some uh, advice with marriage troubles, but Blanche tells him to get lost. <laughs> yeah, I do love his line there. He's like, excuse me, I've had some experience with marital discord myself. <laughs> <laughs> Very cheerful face, too. Yeah, definitely. He asks Dorothy if he can make one last plea for her heart, and she says, "Go ahead." And then he says, "Oh, th- that was it." Mm-hmm. Uh, George, uh, you know, Sonny leaves. George demands that uh, Blanche hear him out. He tries to explain that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He explains to her that uh, he found out his business partner was embezzling funds and was likely framing him, uh, so he fled. And then he blames on his southern pride. He adds that it's the same Southern pride that kept him from becoming a dancer. Right. <laughs> Blanche asks him for no more surprises in one day. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, uh, what? My favorite line of the episode. Was it, was it? it was a really good line. Oh, definitely. Uh, he tells her that thinking his death was a mistake and that he's been miserable for the na- last nine years. I think he even says, like, every day has been worse than the day before or something, right? Yeah. Uh, he then asks her, basically, if she'll be his wife again. Uh, we change scenes. Uh, later in the kitchen, Dorothy's on the phone telling Sonny that, you know, she still hasn't made up her mind and that Blanche really needs her right now. Uh, so to get her off the phone, she sings like half of uh, I Got You, Babe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't exactly call it singing, but she but does yeah. reply, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Kind of going along with him now. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. But you can tell on his side mm-hmm. he was singing or something. Uh, Blanche again, uh, she hangs up, basically. Mm-hmm. Blanche looks up... Uh, back on how much her life has changed over the past several hours, Rose tells her, oh, pick Lyle. Mm-hmm. But then remembers, oh, that's Dorothy's problem. <laughs> Blanche asks why men uh, deceive. And Sophia breaks into a story about uh, 
Germany, 1922, which is 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, She claims that she was a spy for a summer job, codenamed SQ-37. She apparently traded uh, secrets to a scientist for a peek at the hinterlands. Mm -hmm. She says it was an epic love, but ended when it was revealed that the scientist was not actually a man. She tells him that she'll likely have to uh, kill them all now that uh, the secret's been revealed. Right. Rose says that somebody was actually able to deceive her once. The girls look on with interest, and Sophia says, Do tell, Rose. <laughs> uh, she tells a story about St. Olaf's uh, best OBG image, or OBG image, right? Mm-hmm. Obstetrician magician. Right. The amazing Shapiro delivered her daughter, Bridget. I don't think magician is an abbreviated word. I get that you're getting it in there with the OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's part of the reason you stumbled on. Because <laughs> I don't think most people are like, oh, it's a madge. <laughs> the badge madge. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say the badge madge? <laughs> I like it. There was, I, I love I think You don't want to peek behind those curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really dirty comeback for that, but I'm going to leave it on the well, table. Well, it reminds me, Brent's phrase there just reminds me so much of that um, Borat. Uh, do you, you've seen Borat, I assume, at some yeah. point. Um, it's been a long time, but he, I think he was referring to his wife who he says that she hangs like a wizard's sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I... I did. I enjoyed this story. I thought it was a pretty funny one, and I did write down my favorite line. I guess it was kind of a paragraph. Um, was Rose describing the magician? Go for it. Uh, he says, uh, "It's a girl. Now it's a dove. Now it's a glass of milk." I don't know how he got her in that deck of cards, but there she was, right after the King of Hearts. Is this your baby? <laughs> <laughs> I just love the the whole way that she did it too. Like you know, did the little hand motion as yep. well, like she was turning around a card. Um, but yeah, I like that story by her. It was, good. It was well told. So Blanche tells the girls that ever since George supposedly died, uh, she's had a recurring dream in which George was alive, you know, claiming that his death and everything around it was all a mistake. She says that she's uh, during the dream she's overcome with happiness but always wakes up before she gets to hug him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for a moment she kind of feels like he's still lying in bed with her until she remembers that, no, he's really gone. Right. She adds that uh, she grieved for him for nine years, and in her opinion, he's better off dead. Then she storms out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Chain scene again. Uh, Rose and Sophia are in the living room when the doorbell rings. Sophia answer- answers it, and uh, it's both Lyle and Sonny. Mm-hmm. She calls Sonny her little cannoli, and he calls her his Mama Celeste. Yeah. Which I, I put on here. He doesn't realize what an insult this is to her, <laughs> and she makes no mention of the slight. Right. Well, at the time, uh, well, I forgot... She she kind of held Mama Celeste in reverence, I think. Did she? I thought she was saying that Mama Celeste stole the recipe. <laughs> well, I guess the, not reverence, yeah. But she yeah. didn't look at it as being a bad thing, per se, yeah. just that well, she stole. I think stole. There, were, there were two. Like, she referenced Mama Celeste twice. Once okay. was in reverence, and once was she was a thief. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually mentioned Mama Celeste earlier today. Oh, yeah? Um, Cassidy asked me who invented pizza. <laughs> Mama Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she recounts that to some of her friends at school. <laughs> As fact. <laughs> I found out who made pizza. Yeah. My dad told me. He's so smart. <laughs> if he knows every line to every print song, surely he knows about pizza. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lyle asks if she, uh, or he, Lyle asks Sophia if she remembers him too, and she just dismisses him abruptly. Right. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Dorothy enters and, uh, 
the men tell her that they needed an answer from her and they're tired of waiting and, while, and they kind of trade insults back and forth to each other. Then Sonny kind of backhand smacks Lyle on the, vet, on the chest and then they both put up their fists and get into a, what I call consider Mortal Kombat stance. <laughs> I like, there was a line there that I really liked where Sonny says, uh, so how many gold records do you have? And his Lyle's response is, none, I was never married. <laughs> that was solid. A sick burn, if you yeah. will. Dorothy breaks up at first until Sophia points out this is a rare occasion. Then she says, oh, yeah, proceed. <laughs> right. Just then, a, uh, a police officer enters and grabs Lyle, tells him that you know, he's under arrest and is a prime suspect for a crime spree in Palm Springs, California, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you guys didn't catch on, Bono was the mayor at this time. Yeah. Uh, before thought it was Bono. <laughs> Bono. <laughs> Sonny Bono. Yeah, he went on to, you know. I guess he did a few more gold records then. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Some sweet pairs of sunglasses. Exactly. Dorothy is all that you can't leave behind. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, before the cop pulls Lyle away, Dorothy says that Lyle, you know, is the sweetest man she's ever met. And, you know, that he... Uh, uh, that this gross abuse of power is, is not forgivable. She then turns and grabs Sonny uh, by the face, saying, Oh, Sonny, the power! <laughs> Clearly choosing him as, right. as Lyle gets hauled away. The cop takes Lyle, and uh, Sophia tells Sonny uh, to take Dorothy out and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And I think he says, We will. Yeah. <laughs> Lance comes out from her bedroom, dressed up for the night, uh, to go out with some random guy. Uh, Rose tells her that George has continued to call, but Blanche reminds her that she wants her to just throw those messages away uh, because she's returning back to her normal life. Rose reminds her that she's looking at this situation the wrong way. Uh, she says that uh, she knows you know, what it's like to suddenly lose a husband and that she constantly misses Charlie, but uh, she's not getting a se- second chance to be with him like she's getting with uh, George. She adds that you know she's a bit jealous of Blanche's unique circumstances, and she tells Blanche that she should talk. She should talk to him and tell him, "I love you. I hate you, or whatever." Uh, just you know, talk to him before he leaves. Uh, and she doesn't do it for herself. She should do it for all the women that don't have that kind of opportunity. Then we change scene again. Uh, George is meeting Blanche back in her room, as apparently Dorothy and Sonny were making too much noise in the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche tells him that uh, she actually needs to apologize to him. He claims he says that's crazy. Because, you know, he's hurt her so badly. Lance tells him that about the day that uh, she thought he died, she tripped over uh, his shoes on the way to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she blurted out that she hated him. When she finally got to the phone, it was the police saying that he'd been in an accident. She felt terrible, you know, for many years now that her final thoughts were so hurtful about him. Uh, he brushes this off, saying that, you know, he's always loved how fiery she could be. She sits down and tells him that, you know, additionally, there's, you know, since he's been gone... She's been with many, many other men. Mm-hmm. He says that, you know, he'd hoped that she'd find someone to make her happy, but he does ask, you know, how many other guys? And she chickens out and just says two. Right. Uh, he again says that, you know, she doesn't have to apologize to him for anything and that he loves her. He stands and looks down at her and tells her she's as beautiful as the day they met. And then they reminisce about the university club cotillion, mm-hmm. in which Blanche apparently ditches her at that time fiancé so she can go dance with George. Right. Uh, she looks at his eyes and says, you know, she's never seen anything in anyone else that she sees in his. Right. Uh, they ha- have a big hug, and then we cut to Blanche sleeping in bed. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but she's kind of stirring. And she wakes up and reaches across the bed to look and see if George is there. Then uh, Dorothy walks in and goes to lie next to Roland, saying, did you have that dream again? And she says yes. Uh, Rose and Sophia then come in. Sophia sees Dorothy in bed with Blanche and, as per usual, makes a somewhat uncomfortable comment. And she takes one tennis lesson, mm -hmm. right? But I have another memory saying, you know, wasn't Dorothy actually really good at tennis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even uh, killed Trudy with it. Right. I would say she, when she was younger, she she played in high school or something, right, or college. Yeah. Remember, so she was so good that they yeah. had the uh, city champ yeah. reunion and at her she house. She faked her death as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, interesting. Oh, she didn't fake her death. She faked that she was sleeping with uh, Trudy's, Trudy's husband. husband. No, no, but Trudy faked her death. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay, you're, you're comparing that to George faking his death. Yes, yes. Okay, sorry. Ah, memories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dorothy turns to her mother and explains that, you know, she had this uh, recurring dream again. Sophia and Rose come over to her bed, try to comfort her. Blanche tells the girls that normally when she wakes up, you know, she feels empty and upset, but today is different. And uh, she realized that, you know, she finally got to hold him and that she says she could still feel him. She kind of wraps her arms around herself and smiles. Dorothy asks if she'll be okay, and Blanche tells her, yes, I'll be fine. The girls wish her a good night and head out. Uh, before leaving the room, though, Dorothy turns and asks, you know, curiously, if the boys ruined that dream again. And Blanche tells her that, yeah, you picked Sonny. Dorothy kind of gives like a half, you know, triumphant fist pump. Right. Blanche turns out the light, gets comfortable, and says, good night, George, and kind of rolls over and goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's where it ends. Well, we had several guest actors in that episode. Um, of course, uh, George Grizzard played George Devereaux. Mm -hmm. uh, this is his second Golden Girls. Of course, the first time was uh, playing his brother. We had Sonny Bono. He played the part of Sonny Bono. Uh, 360, 76 titles to his name, 36 of those as an actor. Um, his only Golden Girls. Of course, most known for uh, the uh, Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour and for being the mayor of Palm Springs and for not serving in any capacity in the state of Colorado. Uh, known for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Lyle Wagner. He played the role of Lyle. Uh, 115 titles for him. His only Golden Girls. As he already mentioned, he was... Uh, Played Steve Trevor on the Wonder Woman uh, for 59 episodes. And Steve Trevor Jr. Mm -hmm. As well as Colonel uh, Colonel and Major Steve Trevor. So <laughs> apparently he got a promotion at some point during his time on the show. Good for him, you know? And then, of course, 177 episodes of The Carol Burnett Show. <laughs> then we had uh, Todd Jeffries. He played the policeman. Only 55 titles to his name, uh, but there were a lot of pretty good things. Uh, Veep, Arrested Development, CSI, Full House. Uh, he played the gregarious churchgoer on one episode of The Office. Nice. Um, <laughs> his only Golden Girls, if I didn't mention that. And then he did act, act on one episode of Star Trek Voyager as Hyrogen Number 1, hmm. which I think everybody remembers that. The other Hyrogens are all very forgettable, but Number 1, <laughs> that was the one who really uh, made the episode. Stood out, right? And then we had uh, Brad... Kopanek, he played um, the Maitre D. Twenty-nine episode or twenty-nine titles, excuse me, for him. Only Golden Girls. Brent, of course, knows him as Luke from Gator Bait Two: Cajun Justice. <laughs> one of Brent's <laughs> one of Brent's favorites. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's see who we got your MVP for this episode. Uh, I put <laughs> Sonny Bono. Oh, okay, nice. I said, so, you know, he did what he had to do to get the girl. And uh, I thought maybe I'll be the world's last final vote for him as a politician. <laughs> well, see, it's funny. You picked Sonny Bono and me. Yes, I picked him, Lyle Wagner. <laughs> 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 I, 
thought I loved his parts in the episode. I thought his scene was really fun. Um, you know, the, the primary one there in the restaurant. Uh, but yeah, I liked him. And uh, how about you, Brent? You gonna break the tire? Or did you go off the board? Uh, I went with Blanche oh, okay. on this one. Um, it's one of those things I considered Sunny. I considered Lyle. I mm-hmm. considered Rose for her Ob Mag mm-hmm. speech. Um, but I finally went with Blanche just because <clears throat> the disdain in which she held Sunny Bono <laughs> just cracked me up. <laughs> How many episodes do you think out of the hundred and I don't know thirty odd that we've done so far have you and I picked a non golden girl and Brent has picked a golden girl? This is probably the first. I would bet it too. Usually <laughs> Brent's like Boom Boy number three or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't think Boom Boy is the word I was looking for, but I, was, I think I meant like Key Grip or Best Boy or Boom Handler or something and just all combined together. I like Boom Boy. <laughs> I'm giving it to Matthew Diamond because I saw his shadow. Right. <laughs> So, uh, how many slices of cheesecake did this one get for you, Ski? I gave it a six. I said, normally I don't really love dream-based uh, sitcom episodes. But this one was just kooky enough that you kind of hinted even what was going on. And I thought it was done pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've actually had a dream myself, which my dad didn't actually die. Mm-hmm. And, but there's never any real explanation as to why he was gone or why who or who or what we buried. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I was about to chime in as soon as you said dreams yourself, but then he went into a darker place. So I'm so, glad I didn't know. <laughs> no, it's very topical to what the episode is about. Well, I could, uh, I could kind of relate to it. You know what yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. And how about you, Brent? Uh, how many dreams have you had? Um, <laughs> so I was on board with this all the way up until the very end. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, it was all a dream. Like, I was like, ooh, this is like a seven and a half slice episode. And then, like, the fact that they chickened out Smacked and said it was a face. dream, you know, I did not much care for. But it's one of those things that I think is just really odd that, you know, Blanche is like, you know, big number one recurring dream mm-hmm. is that, you know, her closeted dancer husband comes <laughs> back <laughs> and instead of reconnecting with the son that she never, <laughs> he never confessed to while he was alive, it's just to, you know, get back with her. <laughs> well, in fairness, I mean. This and is, all she does is get up, hug her closeted dancer husband. <laughs> well, this isn't like a San Jerampino type of a situation where she gets to relive their entire lives together. <laughs> so I think she, she only has the confines of whatever her mind can process during that, <laughs> you know, that sleep. Um, I think I totally butchered the name of that. The uh, What's the name of that series? The that was Black Mirror. Black Mirror series. I, I think I butchered the name of it. Yeah. But anyways, well, so... How many slices then? You, you were up high. And then, Pero, right? There you go. Thank yeah. you. Go ahead, um, I'm going to go and still go with seven, just because wow. I thought it was really, really good. But you know, if it would have been not a dream, because within the within the show, mm-hmm. it seems like a totally reasonable thing that oh yeah, Lyle Wagner and Sonny Bono competed for Dorothy and Blanche's husband's actually alive. Mm-hmm. In the next week, none of that's ever mentioned again. <laughs> right. I was going to say like. <laughs> How how much would it change the dynamic of the entire show if George was still around? I was like, eh, maybe she, not at all. But she's like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I can't be with you. And you're like, all right, and we just never hear from him again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, we have had a little more uh, continuity, so we might have a reference to it like in later down the season. You know, mm-hmm. so remember when George was still alive? Oh yeah, and that'd be it. <laughs> he comes back and. No, 18 episodes because he invented a new way of holding a potato. Right. <laughs> he put this morning out of business and now he's flush with cash. That's right. 
You know, that would, I would have to think, like, uh, faking your death, wouldn't that come with, like, a bevy of, like, felonies? I'm sure that, especially if you're running from debtors, <laughs> or, you know, well, debt yeah. collectors and whatnot, he is a debtor, but, yeah, um, sure and he's saying that the, money, well, and he says that the uh, business partner framed him, basically, so then, assumably, the FBI yeah. or whoever be looking running for running from him. the law or something, yeah. yeah. So, Nine years. A lot of issues. But you know what? The subconscious doesn't need to work out all the, yeah. de- the kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's not a criminal lawyer. She yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't CSI. It's the Golden Girls. Exactly. Um, anyways, well. CSI Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have said Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate, though, that you filled it in. Yeah. Indeed. Um, well, I really like this episode. This was actually one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I I went back and forth between seven, eight, and uh, wow. seven and a half, and mm-hmm. I, I landed on seven and a half. I just, mm-hmm. it's my favorite episode this season by far, so <laughs> so far too. at this point, and it was so batshit crazy for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> it I had totally forgotten that it was a dream. I yeah, was like, same here. I was like, oh, this is the reality now. <laughs> I think this was even discussed at some point, you know, earlier in our series, where we're like, yeah, doesn't it get revealed that George is alive? Because yeah. um, <laughs> I remember the episode, but yeah, I didn't remember the huge, you uh-huh. know, dream twist there at the end. Yeah. Of course, it makes a little more sense when you see the whole Sonny and uh, Lyle <laughs> Wagner aspect of it, too. <laughs> but, Doesn't that seem like something that Well, they're something both that totally would happen? over the top, oh, yeah, too. yeah, and then they're just totally... Or at the end, you know, she would pick one, and then he would end up not being able to be there, and she'd try to go back to Lyle, but he'd yeah, be in prison now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's one of those things that, like, Sonny Bono and Lyle Wagner are both believable suitors right. for Dorothy. I mean, it's not like it was, you know... Johnny Carson and Chuck Norris, or right? Something yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if it was like Mr. T shows up, it's like, well, no, that's not believable. This yeah. must be a dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, I thought it was solid. This was one of my highest scores. I think I've given an episode. Um, but so far this season has not been full of great episodes. But it really, I thought, hit one out of the park with mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. So. Well, I have an addition. If you guys are done, yeah, go for it. So uh, I probably can't. I probably won't do this every time. But uh, I broke out uh, Once Upon a Time in Saint Olaf. Okay. Initial, you know, story for, for for me. Oh, so you you were making your own once a time. Yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. For a second, I thought you were going to recount all the once upon a times oh. up to this point. You know, like I probably won't do this every time we get a Saint Olaf story, but <laughs> no, yeah. So we talked about like, you guys. You got the deep dive, and mm-hmm. you got the Florida man and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know what? We talked about maybe me doing uh, once upon a time in Saint Olaf or something like that. Yeah. So I figured, you know, every now and then I'll come up with an original story, and here it is. Nice. It's just a short little. Just a short little thing. little vignette. Just four pages. Just four pages, yeah. Uh, Rose and Charlie were walking outside of their home, looking over their small garden in early October. Mm-hmm. Rose loved to tend the garden uh, during the spring and summer months. Even if she didn't have a strong crop, she loved the activity. Charlie commented on how well the garden did that year and how delicious Rose's handmade salads were at dinner over the past many weeks. Mm-hmm. Rose smiles and commented that, you know, we should probably... Uh, rake up the remaining plants next weekend so the garden will be ready uh, to go next spring. Charlie says, well, why wait? I'll go get a rake and a hoe, and we can do it now, mm-hmm. together. Uh, Rose tells him that she'd prefer to wait, and she was just enjoying their walk. Uh, she smile, or He smiles back at her and says, okay, and that he loves her, and he goes to take her hand. Just then, uh, Rose wakes up. <laughs> 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 Alone in her <laughs> Alone in her home. I was really hoping I wouldn't laugh. Is she thinking about how nobody tossed Hold a salad on. like George? Hold on. Uh, she... 
This is a, almost a Brent moment. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> she had fallen asleep at the kitchen table. <laughs> a half-eaten birthday cake. <laughs> birthday cake. Sitting in front of her. <laughs> Missing husband, and <laughs> she better get to bed and wishes him good night. She turns out the light, and looks back to, at the cake, and says, "Save me the last slice." <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> I've never seen Ski laugh so hard at his own joke before. Ski's a good laugher. I'm glad he's generous yeah. with himself as well. Sorry. No, that was great. That was a solid story. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to end it that way or if her looking back and saying happy birthday to me. <laughs> but, but I was solid. Solid from start to finish. Was on. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping I could hold it together the whole time. <laughs> Made it, well, you made it all the way through the not funny part of the story. <laughs> I did think it was funny, though, that he likes her handmade salads. <laughs> you know, those, those, those machine processed salads that we all eat. Well, from her own garden. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Pre-mixed bag stuff. Yeah. I don't even, was that even a thing still back in the so, yeah, early not. 90s? Well, and that would have been assumably 15 oh. years earlier than that, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, like the 70s or something. <laughs> just buy a head of lettuce, you lazy bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> well, that was really good, Skip. I hope you continue to tell those, uh, <laughs> spin those yarns in the future. Um. So I even, I even uh, looked back online and found that other episode where she had her lonely birthday car- uh, yeah. party by herself <laughs> just to make sure I didn't get it wrong. Yeah, that's definitely... It's great that you made a callback to one of the probably the top two or three <laughs> most depressing moments in Golden Girls history. No wonder she likes to miss her haha birthdays. <laughs> right. So much better than the one she's used to. Yeah, anything right. that can distract her. Exactly. <laughs> Take her mind off that time she put her head in the oven. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Thank goodness she forgot to turn it on. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I thought that was a solid episode um, of the show and a solid ending from Ski, so well done. Um, but until next week, stay golden, Coco. You got it in the right order. I'm always jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real skill. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. <laughs>